0: Chad and Chelsea, a Chelsea FC fan podcast. We are those two fans, Tyler, joined by the lovely wife Maria. And Maria, it's international break uh weekend. Um there's no Chelsea match to review today. I know. Pretty sad. It's like a piece of my weekend has just died.
1: It's, but yes, especially for you, yes.
0: I'm just yeah. especially on a Saturday. I mean, there's some good, there's some good football on today. Um, I got the catch to catch the end of uh Chelsea and women, uh the Chelsea women's team against West Ham. I uh, caught the last 20 minutes of that. Oh, they, um, they won 2-0 against West Ham. Sam Kerr and nice. Aaron Cuthbert uh, scoring goals for them. So always good to see the ladies uh, do something the men could not, and that's beat West Ham, <laughs> which is probably the most That's probably <laughs> the most frustrating result we've had uh, the men's team has had all season. So always good to see that. Um, we also got uh – let's turn around and see the score real quick on the TV. Uh, USA beating Germany. That's an international friendly. Uh, Kristen Pulisic um, scored that goal there uh, going against former blue Antonio Rudiger um that's still in the first half though so subject to change that's correct uh you also had Mikhailo Mudrik um playing for his country ukraine they beat north macedonia 2-0 um i know nani marieke had um really good performance for the england 21s Scored a really really good goal that was all over twitter like that and uh yeah International break, you know, when it when it's when it's World Cup qualifying, that's kind of the only time that international break that I'm like kind of pumped up for. Yeah. Or if it's like those little like uh, those little cups, like how USA get in the Gold Cup, stuff like that, I'll watch those. because uh, you know, whenever USA get to play against like Mexico or Canada, that's always fun for us to watch, uh, over here, in the states. Um. Let's go over some news a bit. Uh, probably the biggest news of the last week um, in the football world, because uh, obviously it was international break, so it's been <coughs> a little slow, but Eden Hazard retires from professional football, um, I believe the age of 33, so really, really, really young. I don't think anyone expected him to retire this young. Um, Maria, you became a fan uh, you know, after you and I met, and Eden Hazard had just left. You just missed him, but you've seen highlights yeah. of the little um, Belgian wizard. Uh, just We could th-
1: use another one of the of him. I know. It's just
0: one of a kind, a generational player really brought a lot of spotlight to football in Belgium and kind of, you know, they were kind of dubbed the golden generation with him. De Bruyne, uh, Lukaku, uh, some other players, Axel Witzel, um, some other players. And it's, it's still crazy that that, that generation never won a major trophy. I mean, some of them are still playing. Uh, I think, you know, you're 2024. That's probably like their last chance. Um, Obviously Hazard won't be a part of that, uh, unless maybe they convince him to come out of retirement. But yeah, just you know, when he went, when he sold him to Madrid, I mean, he had a year left on his contract. We got a really good fee for him at the end of that year, and uh, it was always his dream to go to Madrid. How often do we hear that? It's a players' players' dream to go to Real Madrid. Um, Yeah, it's yeah bittersweet seeing that it didn't work out for him at Madrid. I had a lot of injuries. uh, Kind of came back overweight a little bit. um, Just kind of seemed like.
1: It was his time.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe the rules and the strictness that maybe he had at Chelsea under managers, it just didn't follow him there to Madrid. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And, yeah, it's, it's a shame to see it didn't work out that way, but we can just thank him for the amazing years he had. Seven seasons with Chelsea. Wow. Um, two, uh, two Premier League titles. Um, I think he won a Carabao Cup. I'm pretty sure he won an FA Cup as well. Uh, Europa League. Never forget that very last game he played for Chelsea when we beat Arsenal. Four to one in the Europa League final, and uh, he scored a goal and got an assist. I think he scored two, and uh, yeah. So we wish him the best of luck in his retirement. Um, something else uh, we got to watch that uh, David Beckham documentary. Yeah, not, um, it was not too bad. Day. We kind of binge watched it one day. It wasn't bad, right? Yeah. There's a lot about his career I didn't know because obviously um, that 1998 World Cup where he was representing England. I will obviously I was um, I was about two or three years old at that time, so yeah. I was obviously I was not following football at that time. Uh, so David Beckham kind of predates my era of getting into the sport. Um, although when he went to LA Galaxy, I did I did start watching that. Those games were being shown here in the U.S. quite a lot, uh, so that was exciting because you always heard the name. Yeah. But growing up, especially playing soccer, you always heard the name, but you didn't exact. I mean, I didn't exactly know like what kind of player he was and stuff like that. So that was big. Um, yeah. What did you think of that documentary? I
1: actually liked it. Like it, it brought insight to certain things um, in his life that. Um, by them kind of like, um, you know, discussing it kind of brought more light to it, to the situation. More understanding. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, just because you read it and people report on it, that, that has, you don't have their perspective on it, you know? Yeah. I
0: thought it was good. Uh, Like I said, I kind of forgot to finish my point there, but the 1998 World Cup, when he got sent off, um, against Argentina, um. For a little little kickback well, on he went through, on Diego for Simeone, six
1: months was ridiculous.
0: That's crazy, and, and you kind of don't blame him when you realize that he moved he moved over here to America because he just kind of even though he did kind of redeem himself a little bit for England, uh, he just I mean that is that's tough to come back from. I mean yeah. when it seems like the whole country just hates you. I and, just
1: yeah I just feel like you know he was twenty three at the time, and I think the whole nation as a whole didn't put into account that he's he's still a young man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um. There will be mistakes that happen. Yes, that's something that's major because it's you know the World Cup and, and it's
0: a like, big stage. Yeah. It,
1: it. But you know the to, entire country's watching. But to batter him for six months like that. Yeah. Threaten him, threaten his family and yeah, there were Yeah, they
0: they showed on the news there was some bar that I, um that had hung like a noose and it had like a dummy like a sack jersey dummy, and it, it had his and it had his kid on it with a, his name on it and. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, and then the bar owner tries to say that it doesn't incite violence. I'm like, Yeah, what are you talking yeah, it about? Yeah, sir. What are you talking about? Now, obviously, it incites violence. It, It's a, I mean, it's kind of a hate crime in a way, and, uh, in a way, and, like, uh, yeah, just being able to drive through, and everyone comes up to your car, banging on your window, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: him every time he came out, you know what yeah. I mean, like.
0: Tough, especially when you have a young baby at that time, too, and, there was and you're
1: kidnapping, like. kidnapping, um. Threats, threats as well. To his like, mom
0: and his dad, yeah. And the baby. And his family, yeah. That is crazy. Just... Look, fan, fandom is one thing, but that is... I mean, that's I, obsession to a new level.
1: I get being angry, but to just batter someone like that... just I Yeah, mean, you know, just
0: be angry for a week and just talk with your mates about it. Just be like, i You know, I'm, you're,
1: not, you're not there. You aren't on the pitch. You, you know, your adrenaline is pumping, and, and the other... The other player also was at fault too because he did pull him down.
0: Yeah, and S- and Simeone even admits years later that he didn't think it was a red and that he was a little surprised when it happened and that yeah, uh, you know he was he, he kind of wishes said, it never happened. Yeah,
1: because he said he melted a lot more than he should have basically. Yeah,
0: which is a classic. I mean, if if you ever played the sport, it just it happens in the sport. Yeah. Um.
1: So I f- I felt for him, you know. Like I said, I'm not trying to put like excuses for him, but, you know, at the time he was young, you know what I mean? He's not like some 35-year-old player who, you know, can has more self-control, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and so. definitely made me look at uh, Glenn Hoddle a little differently, the former England manager, uh, just how if he dealt with it, how he did not have his players back at all, and just said that he's a young man and he needs to learn from his mistakes when he's already going through it the most, and you right? would think you would try to protect your player uh, because, you know, for mental health reasons and also just to, because you're a team. And that you would think he would ha- he would have had his back so definitely made me look at him a little differently
1: yeah he was lucky that he had the support system from his parents his and his, teammates and his teammates I would say and yeah. his wife so yeah
0: Gary Neville there was a lot of Gary Neville on the um on the documentary and uh it was nice to see his perspective as well he's, he's a good speaker he talks really well and uh yeah that was always good to see that and now he you know he's the co one of the main owners of inter Miami which mm-hmm. they they secured uh the deal for Lionel Messi this summer and that's now I mean, it's just a huge commercial success bringing a brand like that because, I mean, he's not even just a player. I mean, that's a brand that you're bringing yeah. uh, to the MLS, As and that's huge. And it kind of reminds it, – it does, it's certainly a much bigger version, but it does kind of remind people of when he signed for LA Galaxy back mm-hmm. in 2007. I mean, you're talking about the press that showed up, yeah. um, the presentation, uh, the ticket sales to the game, the viewership on ESPN when uh, MLS had the LA Galaxy game shown. I mean, it it skyrocketed with yeah. Beckham, and Beckham was one of the first big stars to come to the MLS. Yeah, um, there were some big names that ended up following him years later. Frank Lampard went, Andrea Pirlo, David Villa, mm-hmm. uh, Robbie Keane, Thierry Henry went to play there. Didier Drogba, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So he was the first. Dave Beckham was the first. And although Messi is obviously on a much bigger level, it's you can see the you can see the comparisons.
1: Yeah, I I like how. This brought more attention to soccer um, here in the states because
0: it was big, you know, and the league was still suffering at that point. But yeah. it, it was a start.
1: Yeah, you can't I, do it overnight. I, that's right. That's true. But I I like that. You know, it just shows that there's more options out there than just uh, you know football, American football, and you know.
0: Yeah, uh, and the basketball and the, and the viewership has continued to go up here, and the MLS has expanded. I mean, they got all these new teams. I feel like every Every year I hear about a new team being expanded to the MLS. I think they're going to hit 32 teams, and I think they're finally going to stop. I'm like, goodness. <laughs> it's enough teams. It's enough teams. Right. I remember when Charlotte was like the newest team, and now they're like now they're like the sixth oldest team, the um, sixth newest team, uh, since other teams have been added. Um, yeah, let's talk about Kendry Paez, um, a player for Independiente that Chelsea have signed. Obviously, he won't become a Chelsea player until he turns 18. Um becomes the youngest player ever to score in a South America uh, youngest ever South American player to score in a World Cup qualifier. Um, if you see the goal, it's really good. Obviously, he was playing with uh, Moises Caicedo there in the Ecuador national team, and yeah, he's going to be joining Chelsea in 2025. Um, became the youngest player to debut with the Ecuadorian national team uh, earlier this year. Um, yeah, that's it's really really exciting players. Obviously, he still has so much work to do, and we won't see you know him actually contribute to the team for at least two years, and that's if they don't send him out alone but uh i mean wow this is looking like out of all like the players that they stashed in the last two years this new ownership these little 16 17 18 year olds like yeah. this seems to be the one that's like the most exciting um gets the most buzz around uh twitter i think i saw a liverpool fan like see his goal uh and cuz the you know the tweet just said 16 year old kenji paye scores a goal youngest player ever blah blah and some liverpool fan was like man we should sign him or something like that
1: and he was I'm like sorry. oh
0: you got beat yeah, beat. I mean, it's not gonna be for two years, but because uh, he has to be of age, but uh, you know, get his work visa and his permit to move and everything. But uh, the fact he's already gonna be with Caicedo for two years, um, playing for the Ecuador national team. I mean, that's that's good for him. That's good for their relationship, yeah. uh, and you know, helps with their chemistry on the field as well. Um, last bit of news here. Uh, we can congratulate Robert Sanchez. He won the save of the month for the month of September. Uh, for the shot he faced from Nicolo uh, Zanolo, the Italian, uh, when we faced Aston Villa in September, we lost the game one nothing, but I mean that save was incredible. So yeah. I'm pretty sure this is the first time he's won save of the month for the Premier League. So yeah, um, yeah take that Brighton. <laughs> Maybe he's not as bad as we thought. I mean he's starting to he's starting to win me over a little bit. I don't know about you, but he's starting to he's starting to get me over because we we haven't con- we have one of the best defenses in the uh, Premier League right now. We haven't conceded many goals at all. Our problem has obviously been scoring goals, and that's not, yes. you know, he's done his job, I'll say. So let's get into the topic that we chose for this week. Uh, obviously, there's no Chelsea match to review, so I thought it would be fun if we took, um, you know, probably the, the most watched sport here in the U.S., the NFL, of uh, the powerhouse, which is also a growing uh, sport in other countries, always growing. Um, and we compare it to the Premier League, which is um, always usually considered the biggest um, and most talented um, soccer league, and we'll call it we'll call it soccer just because if we keep saying European European, European football to U.S. football, it's just going to get a little Crazy. confusing, a little nauseating. So for the purposes, we're just going to be cringe and say soccer just because it'll make it go a little faster. Okay. Um. Yeah. Obviously, the Premier League, it's a powerhouse. It's always considered along with La Liga and Bundesliga and Serie A and Ligue 1, to be uh, the top league in the world. This is where a lot of players want to play. Recognizable clubs you look at the club crests and there's there's at least seven or eight that you instantly can recognize um if you're a football fan um when most when most kids get FIFA this is kind of the league that they go to and this was mm-hmm. this was something that I did I when I got FIFA as a kid I just this was how I chose Chelsea I just thought that their badge looked the coolest when I was like 12 years old and that mm-hmm. was that was how I chose a team I ended up playing I ended up winning a lot of games with them that was when they had Anelka and Drogba and they used to play two strikers and uh, I thought it was I just won a lot of games with them and it was fun um and I think that's how a lot of kids get into the Premier League is FIFA um now called EAFC, the license for Ridiculous. FIFA <laughs> Ex- expired this year so that's always fun uh, so I thought it'd be fun to pick kind of t- five topics and compare them to and then we can kind of pick a winner um if you want to bring up extra topics Maria it's not go ahead it's not as strict or whatever yeah uh, so the five topics I thought of were season format uh player acquisition slash roster setup. TV viewing experience, player brands, and broadcast numbers. So those are like five big things that, you know, leagues, um, when you when you think about leagues and the setup of it, that's, you know, what you're kind of thinking about. Um, so we can start with topic one right now. Season format, big difference here.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: is maybe one of the biggest difference out of all the topics we picked here. Uh, the premier league is obviously 38 games, um, 20 teams. So you play, um, obviously if your team is one of the 20 teams, you play the other 19 teams twice, which results in 38 games. You play them each home and away. Um, so that's always kind of fun because obviously the, uh, the only time NFL teams play a team more than once is if they're in their division. Uh, there are divisions of four in the NFL uh, for example, my team, the Baltimore Ravens, we have the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Browns, and that is the AFC North. Um, and the AFC North is just one of four divisions in conferences, and there's two conferences. Uh, because there's 30 teams, uh, 32 teams total in the NFL, so that makes it 12 more teams than the Premier League. Um, so you have the NFC, uh, which is where Maria's team is in, the Seattle Seahawks, um, and there are four divisions in the NFC, and then in the AFC, there are four divisions in the AFC. Um, each team, uh, each division will have a division winner at the end of the year. That team is guaranteed to make the playoffs. And then you you can have a second and third place team in that division if that division is just really good that year, also make the playoffs.
1: You're going to be hearing my husband speak of these things a lot more because he's really good at this. And then I'll just have to chime in <laughs> because that was a mouthful, baby.
0: It was, yeah. I mean, that's, even, if, even if, if someone doesn't watch the NFL, I can just hear them like, I can just picture them like hearing my words and just like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck did he just say? conferences there's this isn't the conference (laughs) league where rexham was playing last season um yeah so obviously the season format is completely different we talked we talked about how the premier league has uh 38 games and the way you win is by being on the top of the table uh by points obviously you get three points for a win one for a draw none for a loss so whoever has the most points at the end of the season and if you're tied on points it goes by gold difference uh, which is uh, uh, which is a number determined by how many goals you scored versus season versus how many you gave up, is, which is why you see a lot of teams step-pad and try to win 6-1, 5-1 instead of just 2-1, 3-1, because yeah. those extra three goals could win you a spot um, either in a European competition or win in the league itself. Um, the NFL doesn't have any... Um, they does have some kind of score and tiebreakers like that, but it's not often needed. Um, often the first tiebreaker they tend to go to is head-to-head. Uh, so that's you would you would jump the team ahead of you if you beat them that season. Um, if they were tied one to one and one team won one game and the other won the other, then I, th- I think it would go to points scored. I want to say points scored for the season. I think. I think so. I think or no, it might be it might be record in the record in the division or record in the conference. I can't remember which one. But yeah, the NFL it's eighteen week season now. They just expanded that um, two years ago. It used to be seventeen weeks, so each team plays one more game now in the regular season than they used to. Um, each team gets a bye week, which is not something the Premier League um, uses, but they do get international breaks, as we're seeing now. They get mm-hmm. one in September, October, um, November. I, th- I believe they always skip December. Um, they do get one in January. They definitely get one in March. I can't remember if there's one in February. So they get they, that is kind of a break, but sometimes, um, as, you, as you mentioned earlier, they go to their international teams, yeah, and they exactly. can get tired. Um, what do you think about the whole bye week? Uh, versus international break thing. Depends on when your bye week is for the NFL team, by the way.
1: Yes. As, uh, for some, it could be at the start of the season, which is usually not very good, in my opinion, for some of them. Especially, that happened to your Seahawks, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like he pointed out, uh, I think, a couple of days ago, where if you're like on a winning streak and you just want to keep going, this little bye week break kind of just... Don't wanna yeah,
0: playing, it, yeah. it, it kinda, you don't want to stop
1: playing. Yeah, you kind of run cold.
0: Yeah. And I think, and although Premier League players, it's a grueling season and they pick up net, uh, knocks and injuries constantly. But an NFL team, they are typically more beat up yep. by the end of a season because it is a much higher contact sport than soccer is. And so a lot of teams often want their bye week. Um, sometime four to five weeks before the playoff start is like always the sweet spot, which is where my Ravens got it this year. I'm, I know they're very happy about that. Your poor Seahawks got the week five. Um, bump which you guys are three and one so i don't think you guys want to stop playing yeah. and i don't you didn't really have that many injuries to begin with so it's kind of a waste of a week um the only good thing is that um a lot of teams typically you do they do have a high winning record after a bye week because you have two weeks to prepare for an opponent um the ravens are famous for that under our current coach we have like an incredible record after bye weeks i think we've only lost like two times since he's been the head coach um that's the only good thing is that if you're playing an opponent that didn't have a bye week, um, which sometimes it I'll works out. Sometimes as yeah, you would think that you would be more set up to win, more time to prepare. Um, so obviously, you go back to the NFL, 18-week season. You get your bye week. Um, there are now seven teams that make the playoffs from each conference. So 14 of 32 teams make the playoffs. So I mean, you got a pretty fair chance. That's almost half. Yeah. It's almost half the teams. Um, the number one seed of each conference gets to skip the first week. Um, they get a bye week in the playoffs. So that's kind of they. So those are the only teams that can earn a second bye week. They get to not play the first week of the playoffs and watch the games and kind of get an extra game to analyze. Yeah. Um. Although it doesn't always work that way. You would think that sounds like a perfect setup for them to win, but there's often There's plenty of upsets in the NFL. So obviously there's a playoff system in the NFL and there's not in the Premier League. Yes. Um. Super Bowl, obviously, it culminates to two huge conference games, the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship game, and whoever wins those two meet in the Super Bowl. So it is, you know, the NFL does have something the Premier League doesn't, and that is one big culminating game where they get they get these artists that you've heard of, Rihanna, Eminem, all these people that you've heard of. Bruno Ka- Mars. Bruno Mars, Katy Perry. Uh, Michael Jackson back in the day did the Super Bowl halftime show, and it's like this spectacle, all these... Uh, a lot of people obsess. Oh, I only watch for the commercials. i trying to be. That's the only game I watch every year because of the commercials. I mean, they're they're okay. They're not that good.
1: Yeah. Everybody looks for the 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 list of of people that are going to be at halftime. Is what it's called. Yes. That's what makes or breaks that Super Bowl. I swear.
0: It's big. It's it big. Is. And of course, you know all the rumors going on right now, or that it might be Taylor Swift because
1: oh, she's having a great year.
0: Because it's very possible that. Obviously, it's the Chiefs yeah. are our likely team to make the Super Bowl. It's very possible. So that if Taylor Swift performs while her new boyfriend, Chavis Kelsey, uh, I mean, that's all the rounds. I don't even want to talk A about that because... A lot of people
1: are going to be very angry if that's the case because... It seem not like favoritism
0: like, Yeah, because yeah, they're not
1: liking how the Swifties are like, you know...
0: Getting into football. Yes. Oh, man, it is. I mean, just the, the NFL... Be
1: happy about it. The sales are going up.
0: It is. It you know is. what I mean. I mean viewership. The, but the, what I don't need though is the NFL continuing to pan to her in the skybox every time Travis oh, Kelsey makes a so catch. that is so
1: irritating. I love Taylor. Don't get me wrong, but like people are there to watch football, not Taylor Swift with his, with her, his mom. Okay.
0: And uh, I think last week he was with she was with Mahomes' girlfriend, pretty Mahomes. So. so it's just like, oh my gosh. Um. So yeah, the NFL has a culminating game. One game, the two uh, two best teams for that season, uh, ideally, and let's see who wins. Let's see who the yeah. better team is, and that makes for some really good games. We saw last year the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Eagles thirty-eight to thirty-five, which is an incredible scoreline, high 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 point scoring game, uh, low um, you know only a three point difference, so it makes for a really good game. But sometimes you do get those blowouts. I'll never forget when the your Seahawks won their first Super Bowl by beating the Denver Broncos, and just Absolutely, it was like the most boring Super Bowl. It had the most people, I think, click off at halftime in the history because it was just done by halftime. Incredible. Um get some really good ones. Um and some really bad ones. I mean, some people say that's the worst Super Bowl of all time. But lately they've been pretty good the past few years. They've been yeah. pretty good. Um, we're seeing some new teams in there that hadn't seen the Eagles in a couple years. Um What was the one a few years ago? It was the Rams and the Bengals. That was that was incredible. So let's see the Rams yeah. and the Bengals, two teams that had not made it in years. Um, two teams that most most casual NFL fans would be like, oh, I'd be okay with seeing them winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this past year, we went right back to the Chiefs and Eagles, which are two teams that have been really good the past few years. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna put you on the spot. Which one do you think is the better season format? Do you like the playoff run? How, you know, when you go through the months of January and February, you have a really, really crazy, intense playoff game. Uh, oftentimes, there are snow games as well. Snow football games are a lot of fans' favorite games. Yeah. Or do you like the Premier League where... The best team is probably more likely to win because in the NFL—you can play a playoff game, and just have one off game, or yeah. maybe your star player is injured. Does that mean you're the worst team because you no. lost that one game? I—I'm not necessarily sold on that. I—I
1: I like the Premier League format way better. I think it's more fair. I like it's more fair. I—I I like how s- simplistic. If that's even the, if that's even a word. How no, it s- is. It is simple. Because, and I'm—I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm trying to dumbify it. I'm just saying that it, its the most logical. Way to um,
0: decide a winner.
1: To decide a winner, exactly. Like, like you said, just because you won't have you have one off game, shouldn't be the reason why you, you don't win. Yeah. Um, the season. I,
0: yeah. I like
1: that. I like the format.
0: Yeah. So I think um, I think we both give that to the the Premier League. The Premier I, also League. I think we're both okay the, with that.
1: We don't have this topic because maybe it's part of the season format. But I was also telling Tyler that I, I like the the tiers that um, are in. The Premier League, absolutely, well. that's
0: something we could definitely talk about. I think, yeah, I think if the NFL would somehow adopt, I don't know how they could bring it in now, what teams they would even do if they could maybe uh purchase the XFL and the XFL could then become,
1: yeah, move up, maybe somehow. that maybe
0: it maybe it would only be two teams instead of three, but you know, the fact in the Premier League is every single match matters because exactly. Because you don't want to finish 18th, 19th, or 20th place because you will get relegated to the championship and your revenue will be cut significantly. And it's a big deal because once you go down, you don't know. It's
1: hard to come back up.
0: It's di- difficult to come back up because the championship has more teams. Um, I'll double check on this real quick. I think the championship has 20, 18. No, that's, that's not. Enough. I think it's 24. 24 teams. So there's four more teams than in the Premier League. Which mean, But it's still the same amount of spots that go up and down. So yeah. that means the middle of it is a lot more chunkier, a lot more yeah. depth in there. And it's really, really hard to get back up. Um, yeah, if the NFL could somehow adopt a version of that. The, um, obviously, it wouldn't make sense to do it with college football because college football, I mean, those are students. They're not professional yeah, they, athletes. Yeah. They're not being paid to play. It doesn't, wouldn't work out with college football. It would have to be, like, the XFL or something. They would have so, to. Yeah. Or they could just create their own league, and they could try to go throughout the U.S. and try to find... Jeez, I feel like they would need at least eight to get it started. They would need to find maybe eight, eight other teams somewhere in the U.S., you know? Um, Orlando doesn't have an NFL team. Maybe they could. Mm-hmm. Orlando could get a team. Um, I don't know. Go more Midwest, more Texas teams, more New York New York teams. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else you could do. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis hasn't had a team in a while. They have an XFL team, but uh, ever since they lost to the Rams, they went to L.A. Maybe you could create a new league. Um, I don't know what you would call it. And there's, hey, hey we're going to start with eight teams. And whoever wins, I don't know if you would do it. Would you, I don't know if it would be one team because what they have. See, that's the thing. It doesn't really make sense because they don't have the table like the Premier League. No. That, they don't that, have the table. So don't. how would it work? Would it be just the three teams with the three worst records? I don't, I don't it wouldn't work let's just say that it just wouldn't work
1: <laughs> i mean I guess you can also count field goals i guess too and it,
0: whoever scored the least amount of field goals gets relegated maybe that I, don't would be.
1: <laughs> I don't know i just i just feel like um the premier League, it's, um there's their format with it, it's just it's, so me, thought it's cleaner. through. it's, it's so, so thought through, clean. Yeah. you know there's um you you're not kind of like you're not second guessing who Who's gonna win right anything? Because you can look at the table and be like, okay, they have they have these amount of goals, they led these amount in, they got the, this amount of ties. You, you know what I mean? Like you you see where the projection is already going.
0: Yeah, and that's why every game matters. I mean, it's just that's why towards like the last couple weeks of the season, these relegation teams are fighting for their life, yeah. man. And you just see if they just win a normal game and they haven't won in two months, you would think they just won the Premier League because yeah. like their fans will storm the field. Uh, because they know they're staying up. We saw that with Everton last year. Yes, they were, their effort to stay up was pretty good. Towards it's the so end.
1: brutal though to watch because I remember they had finished their match, but they they were on the field just like in depression mode because they were still waiting for the other game to finish. Remember? Yeah, I
0: think it was like Leeds and or yeah. Leicester or something like so that. So they
1: couldn't even celebrate their win because they were like
0: they were watching the TV. Yeah, because yeah, they put it up in the stadium. Yeah, it's incredible. And and of course, um, at the at the last day of the season, every team plays at the exact same time that way. Um, but there might just be extra time left over. Um, so, yeah, I think we're giving that season format uh, to the Premier League. We like that there's tier system. Um, there's four there's four recognized tiers um, in English football, and then there's, like, the National League, which is considered, like, a fifth tier, which, you know, doesn't have as much guaranteed revenue mm-hmm. as the first four leagues. Um, yeah, we're going to give this to the Premier League. I think it's more fair to determine a winner, like we yeah, said. it's
1: more fair to the teams. Um,
0: but special shout-out to... You know the the playoff system of the NFL. It's incredible. Like to watch these to watch these playoff games. um, You know that if you don't win, you're going home. So you're really seeing their best effort that day. Yeah. It's not really like oh, we have time. We have five more games on season. No, you don't.
1: The only thing I don't like about the Premier League right now is the refs. I think they have too much power.
0: Yes. And VNR that that, and need,
1: that needs to be a little bit more regulated because they they have this little powerhouse ego. Every time they walk that pitch, that annoys the hell out of me.
0: Yes, definitely going to touch on that later. Let's go to topic two, Maria, uh, which is player acquisitions slash roster setup. So it's a bit of a doozy here, but essentially what we're trying to discuss here is how teams, clubs, um, acquire new players and how interesting it is as a fan or as a casual viewer to then follow and watch new players as they join the team. What do you think is more entertaining? Um, so obviously in the Premier League... Um, There is no necessarily set amount of roster members you can have. Um, You play 11 on the pitch, and then you're allowed to have 7 or 8 substitutes. Um, You're allowed to bring 5 of them on. Um, I think it might be 9 substitutes now. Uh, NFL, you're allowed to have a 53-man roster, but you you have to pick 7 of those 53 to um, not be active on game day. So then that would essentially be, what, 46 players that you can have active. Yeah. Um, and then they also have a practice squad, which I think uh, that, that number has gone up recently. I think that that is 9 or 10 players. So those are players that weren't good enough to make the 53-man roster. So they get signed to the practice squad, uh, which they make a lesser salary, and they practice with the team every day. And if, if uh, players in that position get injured, they then call players up from the practice squad to take over that position and possibly play.
1: Do you see why I'm constantly asking my husband questions when we were watching football or anything <laughs> like that?
0: It's it's a doozy.
1: That's why. That's even, why I love I would love watching both both sports, but dear God, football like it just it's a little complicated. Makes you my don't head watch, spin.
0: I mean, I, yeah, I've tried to explain to my mom for I mean, 15 years now how football works, and it's just we won't get in too much into like into yeah. the schematics of it. it. Let's just say my mom has still never got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so let's look at the Premier League and how they acquire players. It's pretty much two methods, two main methods. Um, they can sign free agents, but you don't see free agents as much as you do in the NFL. Like contracts, contracts in soccer don't really go down mm-hmm. to the last year. Um, that very rarely happens, uh, but it does. Uh, the one of the main ways they acquire players is through their youth academy. That's something that NFL teams do not have.
1: That's what I was going to bring up too. That's why I think Premier League is going to win this topic too because yeah. I, I, they they're more.
0: They're set up for the future. It's like a. That's exactly the way it's a system. It's a system,
1: and it's a very intricate, very um, well-made system. Yeah. So,
0: so the clubs they obviously they hire scouts. I mean, the scouts will go to the U.S. They'll go to Mexico. They'll go to Colombia. They'll try to find the next great player. They all have their own guidelines for what they're looking for. Uh, You can imagine they're all looking for similar traits. Um, The NFL does have scouts that go to college. Um, that's the main way that they acquire players is college players and then free agency. Um let's finish up with the Premier League real quick. The other way that they acquire players is obviously transfers from other clubs. And mm-hmm. that can, and you can the beauty about this that you don't see in the NFL is you can acquire a player that plays in the Japanese league, in the Saudi Arabian Pro League, in yeah. the MLS here in America. Uh the Australian league, New Zealand, all these con- all these countries uh, but we
1: don't have that option here because nobody really. The
0: sport does isn't really
1: played. Isn't exactly. It's
0: pretty much just Canada is the only other sport that plays it, and you know they have their own Canadian Football League, and if you're really good enough, you'll get you you know you'll get a scholarship to a U.S. school. It's very yeah. unlikely you would go. Oh God, do, I mean, do Canadian colleges even play? I don't football? know. I, have I don't no even idea. think. I don't I think, think it's they more did. like
1: hockey, but I feel like <laughs> maybe maybe if each state or each team wherever there's they're at maybe had an academy, you know what I mean? A state academy. A, a state academy where, like, young youth can, can start, like, you know, playing at, at that level. Yeah. That way that you can, that's sort of like scouting your own people in your own state or, or whatever. You, you gotta. It doesn't yeah. have to be just in your state, but then that they can come train during the summer months or something like that. Yeah. And you can see how well they progress, and if you want to invest in that youth's future, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's some really weird regulations anyway in terms of how you talk to these kids anyway, especially in college. Like you can't – I know Absolutely. there's a method, so yeah, it just – There can't sh- be money
0: involved at all. That's like a super – they've thought about changing that, but they can't be like – there's like no money involved. I think they can have sponsorships, but they can't have like
1: – You know, they say all that, but even with, with basketball, it's, it. that's a very thin – There's stuff under line. the table. There's stuff under the exactly. table that, that we
0: just don't know about. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, the way that youth are set up between these two sports are very different. Here in America, like if you want to get become a football player, you essentially start playing at a youth age, uh somewhere, you know, in your local city or county for local teams. And you start playing at kid, you know, kids around your age. Um, you know, there's youth teams, there's like 9-year-old teams, 10-year-old teams, and that that's kind of where you would start, would yeah. be about that age. It's where you start to see really real development.
1: Yeah, I just I just feel like it's more complicated for us here than it is for soccer yeah, like I, like that's why i keep panning over to premier league because it is such a well-thought system from yeah. from the bottom up
0: yeah and in the whole country too and because it's not even it's not even just the premier league it's other english it, teams the, as well that yeah. aren't in aren't in the premier league yeah. just because you're not in doesn't mean you can't scout you absolutely can and sign them um so yeah obviously you can sign for a big club like arsenal chelsea manchester united yeah. if you're at the age of nine ten years old i'm pretty sure that's the youngest they go is nine ten years old um, now, however, you don't get a professional contract until you turn, um, I believe, 18. That's when, like, money—they so they do not pay you yeah. until you get 18. But if but you get
1: outstanding training,
0: the training is just—I mean, can't, you can't—you can't beat it. So if yeah. you somehow get a scholarship offer, is what they call it—a scholarship offer—and you're in the team since nine years old, like Reese James was, and you continue to develop and develop, and they—they they start deciding your position. Around 16 is when they start deciding, like, okay, this is the position you're gonna. Pretty much, they developed that for the yeah, rest that's of your exactly career. Yeah,
1: exactly what happened to David uh, Beckham. Yes. Sorry, I just said David. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I was like, wait, who? <laughs> you know, he started. He, you know, he was. I think was it in, what between? I think it was ten or twelve.
0: Or he was very young. Yeah. He, he, he was originally in Tottenham's academy, yeah, and then he um and he went to Manchester at a later day, I think when he was already like fifteen or sixteen, yeah. he was already a bit older.
1: Yeah, I'm not trying to keep going back and forth, guys. I was just yeah. saying that that he was an actual perfect uh, example since we just watched the documentary like um, if you get the the right training and the right support system as you're you're going up you know in the academy you can you know
0: absolutely succeed. um back to transfers i think that premier league teams you know getting transfers in i think it's a little more exciting than when nfl teams sign free agents now there are always a couple big free agents and trades made like we saw the jets acquire for aaron rodgers this year from the packers yeah. and, that, and that that's a big big deal because Aaron Rodgers was with the Packers for over 12 seasons. And you never thought a lot of people never thought they'd see him play for another team. Uh, And he barely did uh, before he tore his Achilles. Um, But um, other, other ones like when Tom Brady was a free agent and he went to the Buccaneers, that's a huge, huge deal. Peyton Manning left the Colts to go to the Broncos. Um, They are big deals and they're like, it's huge news, but I just think globally it's bigger for, it's bigger for premier league teams. Like when you, when you go on Twitter and you see these negotiations and, Oh, Fabrizio, Fabrizio Romano, oh, the goat, uh,
1: that that man, um, that the last, Busy. yeah, the last one where he was like uh, um live and everything for like
0: home. for like twelve Holy or eighteen crap. hours or something,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, it's it's a big deal. Like, just think about the Enzo Fernandez saga with Benfica. I mean, you're talking about a thirty-five day saga. Like, you, it just it seems it like crazy. it's a bit more drama. You have you have owners flying from one country to another to negotiate. Um, You have like all these, like all these incentives and these deals, agent fees, stuff like that. And yeah, there are agent fees, you know, for the NFL here in America. But I just think it's like it's more drama and it's more captivating for a fan to like witness these Premier League transfers rather than, uh, and you know, a lot of these are worldwide. So I know this is a Premier League versus NFL debate, and some of these are worldwide um, transfers. But um,
1: I feel like at the end of this discussion, um Premier League is going to win because it, it's on a more worldwide level versus yeah. the NFL, You can get players from
0: anywhere. Yeah, we we, had, we just talked about Kendrick Paez, the Ecuadorian player, who we won't see for two years. It's like a stashed player, but he's already playing for his national team yeah. at a high level, which is kind of unheard of for that age. Um But, you know, let's give some credit to the NFL. I want, I want to bring up the one thing that I think they have that the NFL, uh, the Premier League doesn't have, and that's the draft, the college draft, mm-hmm. where you are drafting the best of the best college players. I mean, how many, co- I mean, pretty much every college here has a football team, every yeah. major college year, Um You got huge colleges <clears> like <throat> Alabama, Oklahoma, Florida, Florida State, Texas. Oregon, Texas. These are like, these Nebraska. are, yeah, these are, um, these are schools that produce very, very good players at a high level consistently. And then you have lower schools too that, you know, still produce really, really good gems from time to time. And, you know, the draft is a three-day event where there are seven rounds and depending on... And you can trade picks back and forth. That's something that Premier League doesn't have. You can trade picks for players. You can trade one higher pick for two lower picks in the draft. Um, I mean, it's crazy. It's pretty dramatic.
1: But you don't get... They don't get to pick where they want to go. They get picked.
0: That is That is. That's that a good That is point. the difference. That's a good point. That's It's player power. There is more player power in the sport of soccer than there is the NFL. You do not get to choose where you go. So if the... If the Chicago Bears go 0 17 and they just look like a dumpster franchise, and guess what? They're gonna get the first pick. Right. Um, so at least it is fair in that aspect that if you are the worst team, you, you do you do get pick. the first pick, and it goes in order. So if you're the Super Bowl winner, you ideally get the last, last pick, um, unless you some, trade. unless something happened where you traded in some aspect. Um, so that in that league, it's a little more fair for you know for bottom teams to start their rebuild mm-hmm. and kind of come back compete. Whereas in the Premier League, it's more about money. Yes. It is. It's kind of more it about is. money, it where is. you know. But
1: at least the pl- the player also yes has al- a choice. Yeah. Has a choice for the most part.
0: Yeah. Um. A big topic, obviously, is that NFL has salary caps, where you know the teams can only spend this. Their salary has to be in the exact same amount as every other thirty-one other NFL teams. Whereas the Premier League, if you got the most money, you got the most money. Now you do have to counteract that. There are rules within it with an FFP that you do have to counteract that with. Um, money made from like sponsorships, money made from like prize money and money made from selling other players and assets. So it can't just be that's like
1: how it, they balance it.
0: That's how they balance it. So it's, it's a little more fair, but I mean, I, the NFL is still more fair in terms of, okay, if you had a really bad season, um, you know, you're not going to get relegated. Like you do in the premier league, you, you can bounce back the next season by just having a really good draft and mm-hmm. signing some free agents and getting your salary cap back refreshed. And you can kind of come back within one year. I mean, it, it can't yeah. happen. Um, you
1: just got to, you know, choose correctly. Yeah. Choose well.
0: Yeah, so the draft is really interesting because, I mean, you're talking about months and months of scouting that goes into that. And, you know, we've seen photos of, like, the the war room, which is what it's called, which is when you're actually conducting the draft. And you yeah. see this huge whiteboard and, like, players that they are targeting. The names, everything. And they awesome. cross them off to positions. What positions do we need? See, there's more positions in football than there is soccer. That's the thing. So building your roster is a lot different. Yeah. Um. This one's tough because I like the draft, but I also like the drama of the transfer window. I'm going to give this one to Premier League just by a little bit, just by a little bit, because I like that you can you can bring in youth players. That's a thing, too. You can hand an 18-year-old Academy player a debut, yes. and it's like a big deal for that player. You know, his family's in the stands. It's a big deal. It's, you know, it's kind of like, it's a more dramatic, I think, setup. Yeah. Or setup. What about you? Same. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh- like I said, um, I've am i already picked the Premier League for the first topic. Um, second topic, same. Premier yeah. League for me.
0: Uh, let's go with the TV viewing experience. This is topic number three. So this is, let's talk about when you're, we're actually sitting down on the couch and we're watching the games. um, In the Premier League, obviously we're not talking about the Champions League or anything, so we're not talking about extra time and penalty kicks or mm-hmm. like the World Cup or anything. We're talking about the Premier League. So it's a 90-minute match, and you sure, you'll have extra time at the end of the match. Two halves, forty five minutes. So limited this is a big deal for me. Limited commercial breaks compared to the NFL. Oh
1: god. Which
0: is it's gonna be, oh be hard. It's gonna be held for the NFL to overcome this one because the NFL has
1: too many.
0: Four quarters rather than two halves. So you and then they have each team has three timeouts. Um Premier League teams do not have timeouts. They can make substitutes, which I mean. You have to wait sure, till the ball runs out. After wait until the ball goes out of play and it has to be your ball. Um or if the other team is substituting then you can. Um, So this, you know, obviously there's more downtime than there is in football. Um, However, you could argue there's more explosive plays in football, more long balls. Um, Maybe there's a sack, strip, fumble, interception that goes back to the house, a kicker attempting a 60-yard field goal to tie the game or win the game in overtime. Maybe he shanks the kick uh, because it's raining or it's snowy. I mean, some really, really big moments in NFL games.
1: Yes, but there's also moments where I just, like, I feel like the game is never going to end because there's so many flags being thrown That's the, the flags ground. The
0: flags are crazy, man.
1: Okay. You sneeze, flag. You slid across whatever, flag. You smiled, flag. Like, it's it's like you're trying to get to the end of the game, and it's like flag here, flag there, flag everywhere. And then they had to discuss it. Then they got to look at a video. It's just, just too, sometimes it's just too much.
0: It's overbearing, yeah. Ima- imagine watching for the first time, and you're just like, they're not even really playing no. that much.
1: I swear to God that I, th- I would say by t- between maybe 20 and 30% of the game, flags are being thrown out.
0: Yeah, and you also have 30 to 40 seconds between plays, um, unless they want to try and run a no huddle. Yeah. Uh, so you have all this downtime in between plays, um, which is nice because you can go out and grab snacks and stuff like that, whereas you're watching Premier League. I mean, you know, maybe you got to – Kind of stay glued to the TV. Now the Premier League does have downtime too, just within the match in general. This is like, you know, there can be a lot of sideways passing. and this is like what this is what a typical NFL fan would hate about this, this sport, if they don't like the sport of soccer. There's sideways passing, there's backwards passing, they're trying to set up their formation. Really, if they're trying to get their shape right, um, at times, or they're just trying to take pressure off their teammates yeah. and try to like reset and breathe a little bit before they actually start the attack and. You know, a lot of NFL fans wouldn't understand that. They never no. played the sport. Or they don't understand. But sure, I can understand. Sure, if you're loose, used to high adrenaline plays, I can understand why it would be boring. Now, that's not every game. Some games are really end-to-end. Ruthless. And you're talking just like counterattack after counterattack. And there's chances. There's a save. Someone's brought down in the box. It's a penalty kick. Uh, yellow card. Red cards. I mean, there are interesting, dramatic things that happen in the Premier League, too. Um
1: I remember how long it took me to understand um the red car ratio. Like as soon if you have one yellow, the second one straight yes. red. Yes. I let not even talk about we offsides, got okay? Offsides got took me a good a good good amount of time. Yes, that, I you felt persevered after that.
0: You persevered though. <laughs> Very smart, baby. You got there in the <laughs> end. We're proud of you. <laughs> um yeah, T V viewing experience. I mean, let's talk about the time in general. NFL games if they start one o'clock here, <laughs> they take off, It's it's not going to end till four or five, four or ten. It, so you're talking three hours if it goes into overtime.
1: Overtime. You're yes. talking
0: you're talking huh. three and a half, to possibly even four if it comes down to the end of overtime. Um, obviously they have a halftime break. They take a commercial break after every quarter. There's four quarters. Um, they'll take a commercial break if there's an injury. They'll take a commercial break if there's a timeout. Um they'll a commercial break just because one team just scored a touchdown and it's time It's to,
1: annoying as hell.
0: There's very many commercial breaks. Um, but
1: that's how that those channels make money though. yes, unfortunately. absolutely.
0: that's how like a lot of the revenue comes in and the NFL profits from that. And that's how yep. they're able to expand. Um, yeah, but let's talk about the times of the day. I think that's something fair to bring up. Yes. Um, obviously we're there's a time difference here between us and the Premier League so we're watching games earlier in the morning. The latest you would ever see one here is 3 p.m., and that's for the 8 p.m. local games over there. And if
1: it's during a week, we can definitely not watch. It's,
0: it can be a little difficult during the week because obviously yeah. uh, we have the weekends off, um, and some people don't, but me and Maria do. And um, so it makes it nice that we, we're able to see the Saturday and Sunday games. That's that's nice yeah. and that because that is a majority of the Premier League games. I would say 90% of the season is going to be. So that that is – we're grateful for that. Yeah. NFL – um, us talk about the days of the week they play Sunday all throughout the day. Yep. Now they're, they're starting to get these London games are more consistent. And so you have one at nine 30. Um, and then you're going to have many at one. You can kind of pick what you want to watch. You could pick up NFL red zone. This, this is something that this is something that they have that I don't think the premier league has. If the, if the premier league has a version of this, please tell me, but the NFL red zone is one of the top watch channels. Uh, Marie and I choose not to watch it just cause it's a little distracting but we do have access to it um, really because we want to watch our teams and pay attention to our teams. But if yeah. if our teams aren't playing, we will put on Red Zone. Um, this is how a lot of football fans consume football is Red Zone because really it's for if they're making bets and parlays and or if they're playing fantasy football and they have money in the fantasy football leagues. Red Zone is the best version to watch because it, it has every single big play that's happening on multiple screens. Then you have uh, broadcasters going through it. Whereas the Premier League you kind of have to pick one game. One, I think one game, they're yeah. starting they're starting to kind of introduce like this fan zone type thing. I think I think that's what that is where you can kind of pick multiple screens. Uh but it's not as pre- uh, prevalent as red zone. So th- that's one big thing that the NFL has is the red zone. Um is it enough? I don't know. I I like the short and sweet experience of a 90 minute match. Same. And I can get on with my
1: weekend. <laughs> exactly.
0: I love it. That's all I need. I don't need more than 90 minutes. I need 2 45 and a half and sure you can tack on 5 or 6 minutes. Uh, for extra time. I'm fine with that. Um, now, so- soccer has slowed down a little bit ever since VAR has been implemented. We're seeing a lot more checks nowadays than we used to. Um, we're seeing a lot of play gets continued on despite us knowing that, oh, we know he's off sides, but they're letting him go on and score because there might be a chance he's not. They're going to look at it. Um, but as you said, the NFL throws flags just as much, or, if not more, than there are VAR checks. So yeah. that game gets slowed down a lot too. So... Hmm. This is tough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slightly give this one to the NFL just because I want to give them a little bit of love. I, I know I have a feeling you're gonna go with the Premier League, aren't you? Yep. I'm gonna give this one slight to the NFL just because. I mean, sure. If I have nothing else to do, that we can. I'm, I'm not
1: trying, and I'm not, and it's not even me trying to be biased either. Uh, from for one league to the other, either. It's just it's they have a very clean system. Yeah it's much cleaner i mean they've been at it for a lot longer than the nfl league anyway for sure so that you know they've had time to improve on the system yeah maybe we can do the same here
0: absolutely um so yeah i think that so that'll take us so far premier league run away with it and uh spoiler alert this next topic it's going to be pretty short because the premier league is going to win this one as well <laughs> uh topic 4 is player brands um which is just player brands, how well do these respective leagues market their players worldwide? Um, A lot of these players um, in the Premier League are known worldwide, especially Mm -hmm. in their respective continents or countries, Yes. um, as well as the league they play in. Obviously, they're really popular in the league they play in England, but also the countries that um, they're from, if they're not from England. Uh, The most popular Premier League players right now, pretty much undisputed, are Mohamed Salah for Liverpool, Kevin De Bruyne for Manchester City, and Hong Ming-Sung for Tottenham. All three of these players, very, very big in their countries. Very well known worldwide. I mean, uh, let's just talk about, the, let's talk about the, bring up the video games again real quick. FIFA is played more than Madden. So, it's a more worldwide game. So, therefore, I mean, right off the bat, kids are playing as these players on the video game yes. more than they are um, NFL players. Um, Mohamed Salah, Egyptian. Um, so, he kind of represents Africa as a whole. Um so really, really huge in that content. Hong Ming Sung really represents Asia very well, and is a really, really big celebrity in South Korea, which is a huge country. Um, really big into pop culture. Uh, mm-hmm. South Korea, you would know more about South Korea than me. But uh, what do you think his status is? Because what what are like the, what are the big celebrities in South yeah. Korea? Are they like, actors, musicians. I know K-pop is a big K-pop thing over there. K-pop is a big thing. Yes. So what are what are like the most popular thing? Well, here we have actors. You know, we got Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom. K-pop Cruise.
1: is very popular. Okay. And then you have so the act- music. Yeah, you have K-pop. Then it's actors, and then from there, sports. Probably but- athletes. Athletes, yes. But Hung Min he is very.
0: He's one of one.
1: He is like top. Yeah. Popular.
0: He's huge because he's. I mean, he's one of like the first global gets- stars to make it in the Premier League and be a consistent player.
1: He is the airport, and it's it's like yeah. the president of the United States walking through.
0: Yeah, all the security, paparazzi, fans yeah. trying to get autographs. They do. And some fans just want to catch a glimpse of him with their own eyes. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. how popular he is. And although he plays for Tottenham and we don't like Tottenham, I mean, he's one of the players I've always respected there. Uh, NFL players with the most jersey sales in September 2023. So this is a very recent stat. uh, Micah Parsons for the Dallas Cowboys, Jalen Hurts for the Eagles, and Patrick Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs. So Hurts and Mahomes were obviously the two quarterbacks that met in the most recent Super Bowl. Uh, Mahomes coming out on top. Um, Yeah, look, the NFL has... I'm going to say the NFL has taken a hit with their global uh, players. I think I think really when I was coming up as a kid, mm-hmm. there were more popular players. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, yeah. uh, Brett Favre. I mean, these are pretty popular players. I mean, you had star running backs like LaDainian Tomlinson, um, really big, beefy linebackers like Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher, really more famous players that you saw you saw a lot more jerseys. I, I feel like, Sanders. I don't know. Yeah, Deion Sanders, great player. Um, yeah, you can go back to the '90s, '80s. Huge. I feel like the NFL is taking a hit in terms of individual players. Um, Mahomes and Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs are two like of the most popular players right now. Um, Lamar Jackson for the Ravens is mm-hmm. very is a very popular player because he's like a unique player that can run and throw. And a lot of quarterbacks are trying to shift their play after him. Uh, you know, like high school and college quarterbacks are trying to emulate their play like him.
1: Yeah, but I feel like this draft. Um, Pulled uh, out um, a good batch of um, new players, though.
0: Yes, in the um, past few years.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I think this is one of the the better drafts, in my opinion, where there was a really good talent. In. Yeah. You, we might see some. You know, some drafts some, are better than others. Yeah. Yeah, we might see um, some of them shine.
0: Like their popularity go up. Yeah, and, and stuff. In
1: the next like two to four years. Yeah. Especially I mean, flowers. I'm very proud of him. Say
0: flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope so. But uh, you know, is he as is he gonna be as globally known as someone like Muhammad Salah? It's just no, he's just not. No. He's just not. No. So I mean, there's no debate, there's no need to keep going on with this. These players are known worldwide. They play on big stages like the World Cup. Mm-hmm. The NFL doesn't have a version of the no, World we don't Cup. Have, they, they essentially we don't have are.
1: A worldwide, uh, world type of competition, broadcasting. competition for there's, the sport. There's nothing. Yeah, it's just
0: it's, it's American the football. It's the NFL and it is it is the highest level that the sport is played but then again I mean what is the other level? It's the Canadian Football League and yeah. then you have the XFL and that's it. There's only like really three or four professional football leagues
1: in the world. I mean we do we, we have was it the Jaguars because they're um, they're owned by um,
0: Yeah, Jaguars are owned by a UK group.
1: So, yes. you know they're playing there and we so every they play, season, they play in London a lot. Yeah, so we, we're trying to sort of, kind of like jump the waters and see if we can get people to kind of
0: absolutely. And, and it's it's only rising in other countries, and and uh, so this one goes to the Premier League, and uh, we'll talk about that in the broadcast numbers because this is the next and last topic we'll talk about, and the rise in other countries is certainly a uh, relevant thing for the NFL mm-hmm. because they are rising in other countries. They are. It's not you know maybe as fast as they would want it. Uh, but according to Indy 100 and Statistica, the top five countries that watch the NFL outside of the USA are Mexico, Brazil, Canada, South Korea, and Germany, uh, with the UK coming in six. Now, um, I wrote here that these numbers are from 2015 uh, because a significant study has not been done since then. Um, so, yeah, obviously, I would think the UK is no longer six. I would imagine they are somewhere behind Canada and Brazil. They're okay. number four or number five. Um yeah these are the countries obviously mexico is always going to be I, I mean I, I didn't i didn't i guess i wouldn't realize that they they would watch nfl as much mm-hmm. i know the games do get shown there i would imagine i don't know who do you think they're fans of over there probably probably the cowboys probably right close to texas i don't maybe. know <laughs> close to the texas border um
1: well i think they they probably arizona um <laughs> maybe um just anyone any team maybe they had you know
0: just whoever they like i guess um the most recent Super Bowl, however, had an audience of more than 56 million people, which is a 7% increase from 2022. Nice. Again, that's just one game. We talked about earlier how that's the culmination of the season. It's the big bang.
1: Everybody in the watches season. it. And
0: everybody watches that. No one will ever doubt how much that game gets watched. Yeah. However...
1: Even people that have no clue about... Football. We'll yeah, watch they it. they
0: know the, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl has an iconic name. You can mention the Super Bowl to any There's
1: parties that occur for this.
0: Huge, huge parties. I mean, the amount of bets that go on yeah. for that one game, the amount of money that's won and lost those same nights, parlays being played worldwide. Uh, definitely, definitely a popular time for Vegas. I mean, I don't know if Vegas would even exist without the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, they get a lot of money from that one day. Um, yeah, no one will ever mm. doubt the amount of viewership they get for that game, because, but it is just one game. Like Throughout the course of a season, they don't get the numbers that the Premier League gets. The Premier League is watched worldwide. Um, I think the number one country that watches in the world is China, because obviously they have the highest, you know, yeah. high population. Um, obviously much more people than the UK, so they're going to probably watch it more in the UK. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's huge. It's huge here in the US. We have, uh, you know, the US has a huge deal with NBC and Peacock with the Premier League, which is where all the games are shown, either on USA, NBC, or Peacock, which are all part of the same broadcasting family. And that's huge because when I first started watching Chelsea, it wasn't that easy to catch every game. And now it's we got to appreciate. It. Although these streaming services are taking over the right. world, and it's a little top, it's a little over the top. But you do have to say the the availability has never been this high before. I mean, yeah, trying to you know trying to catch one out of three Chelsea games back there that was frustrating because yeah. if then if you can't catch that one out of that three because of you know personal engagement then now you might not see them for another month the and only, that's frustrating
1: the only thing i do hate about about it is there's so many apps, and then you have to start jumping through hoops trying to figure out where the yeah. game is being played. That's the only thing that I can't stand. I wish it was just yes. one streaming platform.
0: I'm curious how it is in the UK. I know Sky Sports is like one of the main broadcasters there, but I don't know if they show other competitions, such as uh, Carabao Cup, FA Cup, and Champions League. Yeah. Here in the US, the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup are on ESPN. That's who has that. Um So, you would have to get ESPN Plus, which is a part of like the Disney Plus and Hulu package. Um, Or you could just get ESPN Plus by itself and not those. Um, Premier League is on NBC and Peacock. Um, So, some games are on Peacock, but not all. So, you would have to have cable or a streaming version of cable, which is what we have, YouTube TV, um, in order to access the USA and NBC channels. so you so you would need essentially two apps for that because Peacock will not show every game. I think they might have the replays of every game after, but in terms of live broadcasting, you you would need a cable for some of the games. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Champions League, which I believe per- CBS and Paramount Plus have the rights to the Champions League. So that's at least three or four that you're going to need to watch Here. your Premier League team if they're in European competition, which we are not. Sad face. <laughs> um, so yeah, broadcast numbers going go to go the Premier League. Uh, Premier League is a queen, uh, clean sweep today. Um, I I gave them a little love on the TV viewing experience because I do love to sit down and watch a a football game. Um, We're going to watch my Baltimore Ravens tomorrow, early 930 in the morning, because they are in London. That's right. They're happy about it. They're playing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they were looking forward to this (laughs) trip because they don't have a good record in London. Uh, They got absolutely smashed by the Jaguars like six or seven seasons ago. And uh, yeah, we're going to watch that. And then Maria Seahawks play at 1 p.m. So that's the that's always a good thing about Sunday is that football is on all day. Yes. Um. Uh. Another quick thing that I forgot to bring up is that you know that the Premier League is on Saturdays and Sundays, so you get both days of the weekend yes. that the Premier League is on, unless it's their international break like today. Uh. So that's that's something I want to just want to point out real quick. So now we talked about that. We compared the two leagues. So now let's talk about the next match in the Premier League for our club Chelsea FC. They're going to be playing Arsenal. Uh, one week from today, next Saturday, they got the big 12:30 slot here, 5:30 uh, local time. Um, it's a London derby, the first time we're playing Arsenal this season, uh, playing against, you know, former a lot of the big talking points will be playing against former players Jorginho and Kai Havertz. Yeah. Um we'll see if they start. I have a feeling Jorginho will. I have a feeling uh, Kai Havertz, I'm not I'm starting to think he might be a off the bench cameo based on how he's playing lately. Uh, Bukayo Saka for Arsenal we'll have to see if he plays uh, he missed the game against Manchester City mm. two weeks ago and he did not get selected for the England team because of a knock one of the first times he's really been injured in his career um, Arsenal beat Man City 1-0 which is incredible they beat the Premier League champions uh, the student beats the master Mikel Arteta beats Pep Guardiola uh, Gabriel Martinelli scores a goal in you know the last few minutes in the 86th minute oh our cat's saying hello oh my goodness I think she's getting hungry she's getting hungry. She's showing her support for uh, Chelsea uh, next Saturday. What do you th- <laughs> what do you thinking, Maria? What do you thinking? For- let's let's do man of the match predictions before we do score predictions. Um, uh, recency recency bias would tell you that um, Raheem Sterling would be a player to watch because that last match against Burnley, he looked absolutely stunning. Um, True, but but does he the same
1: fluctuates?
0: Raheem Sterling's a super up and down player. Super. Does he often have two really good games in a row?
1: No.
0: Not really, which is kind of what we want from him, but not really. So, I'm not going to go with Sterling. I'm going to go you with Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer. Yeah. Quality player. I think he, I think he will start. Um, I, I almost want to pick... Oh, God, how glorious would it be for Mudrick to score against Arsenal? I was
1: going to say Mudrick because I'm very biased with him. Because I don't I think just, he'll
0: start, though. I think I think it's Sterling and Cole Palmer will but start. But I think
1: I'm going to go with Palmer. It's just... I don't know. I just... I just want to root for him. It, he kind of kind of reminds me a little bit about um, David, actually. Like, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. To, you know.
0: Yeah, going through some hard times yes. stuff. I mean, his country's still in the midst of a war, uh, so I always feel bad for him there.
1: But I'll go with I will go with um, Palmer. Cole Palmer. Yeah. Okay. I was I was thinking of Levi Colwell when I say his Levi Colwell
0: because they both start with Cole. Well, uh, they don't both start but the with the last it, but one. Name, last name is yeah. yeah. Um. Oh yeah, Cole Palmer. She's going with Cole Palmer. <sighs> hmm, this is tough for me. I don't know who's gonna start at striker. One, out I'm thinking Nicholas Jackson's gonna start. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Connor Gallagher. I think he might. He might even be captain of the day. I'm gonna go with Connor Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a, he's probably our most consistent player. If you look at the either him or Dasasi, probably, yeah. in the most. If you look at every single match the season as a body of the team, he is the most consistent player. He's working he hard. very hard. He's a lot, a lot better on the ball than he was last yeah. season. So I'm going to go with Conor Gallagher. Maybe okay. if he gets a goal, that'd be glorious. You know, as a Chelsea fan, that's something he would want us to score against yeah. Arsenal. Um, definitely hope Mudrick gets a goal too. Would be amazing um, because obviously Arsenal were in negotiations to buy him all January last summer and he wanted Arsenal and he kept posting pictures and stuff. And, uh, and the move fell through. We ended up swooping in the deal, and he came. Yeah. He came to Chelsea, and he hasn't looked. He hasn't looked back since. And he's trying. You know, he's trying to really get solidified in the team now. And, yeah. Uh, Arsenal fans are always the first to tell you that he hasn't scored many goals. They're the first to tell you that. And yeah, I would love to. It would be great to shut them up. Wouldn't I mean,
1: it? Neither has the other one.
0: Havertz, yeah. Yeah. Now he's had less time than Magic, but yeah. To be fair, yeah, he's only scored one goal, and it was a charity penalty kick. Exactly. Um, that don't count. But if uh. If, oh man! If Havertz scores against us at Stanford Bridge, what do you th- prediction? What if not to say that he will score or not? If he does, does he celebrate at Stanford Bridge with your or does he not I, celebrate?
1: I feel like he's gonna be a dick.
0: No. And
1: he's gonna celebrate.
0: Ugh, my heart. Always a player that I rooted for. It. I. I. I always just kept thinking, okay, this is the year. This is the year he will improve, and he just never proved me right. And we. And ended he up, proved we, me right. And we ended up, I mean, you supported Havertz for a long time. You loved Havertz a little bit there. It's just he never became what we think he was supposed to, and he doesn't after, look like he will.
1: After one season, I was like, no, I said, no improvement. It's it's literally time to start looking yeah. for someone. One, one season's to tough pick for me. I,
0: I never give anyone one season. I never do that. Um,
1: It's it's tough for I me to say that. I didn't but... see any improvement. If I had seen some improvement, I wouldn't have been thinking that after one season. But after one season, there was no improvement.
0: Yeah. And still, and you know, still. Uh, and he and- just,
1: when he was on the pitch, he just seemed like like, like a little boy lost. Like he, there was no initiative. It was just like he was waiting for people just to just kick the ball in front of him so he can kick it in. Yeah. Like do something.
0: Yeah, and we got a really good fee for him. You got to get the bit in the business side of it. We did really good business wise. Uh, of course, we'll always thank him for that goal in Porto. We lifted the championship yes. trophy because of his goal, and he'll always be remembered for that goal. Um, but oh, I hit the mic. Sorry about that. God damn. Um, look, I, I I don't know. I, I like to think that he wouldn't score the first, and maybe he's the not, second time. Yeah, if he score in a month, mu- in a year from now, I, I think he. I feel
1: like he's gonna be a dick.
0: Gonna, yes. I don't think he's, he's gonna, gonna score gonna to begin with, though. So I think yeah. it's fine. But I'm what about just, what about, Ge- what, about what if he gets a penalty and he scores? No way. He right?
1: has. He had Didn't he score or something like that? And he- against
0: Chelsea? No, it was well, against another team. It was another. team. He is. Yeah, and yeah.
1: he because he celebrated that, but it wasn't against Chelsea. But it wasn't against Chelsea. So I was thinking. It no, was. it's always
0: a big deal in this sport. Do you celebrate against your former team? We saw. We saw when Williams scored against us for Fulham. He, you know, put his hands up.
1: If it, if it was Timo. In Arsenal, I would tell you straight now because he is such a, he's such a nice person.
0: Are you saying Jorginho Will?
1: No, no, I'm talking. No, not not him. I was talking about Havers. Okay, so. well, we're playing Jorginho
0: yeah. and Kai Havertz this weekend, so that, this is. The... Virginia,
1: no. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he would. Jorginho wouldn't.
0: I don't think he would. if, if, if you many prove
1: things. me wrong, Georgie, I'm gonna be so upset with you.
0: <laughs> that that would be crazy. Not to, now. Now, sure, if a year or two down the line, I don't. I tend to. I tend to. You know. Yeah. It's been time. Havertz,
1: but... I I would say he would.
0: Oh, that'd be crazy.
1: I, I really feel like he would.
0: That would be crazy and disappointing. Um, but let's see. We It's, it's going to be a huge game. Um, let's go over score predictions. Let's do it. We went over Man in the Match. Let's go over score predictions. It's at Stanford Bridge. It's at home. However, our road record is significantly better this season than when we play at home in front of our own fans at Stanford Bridge. Mm-hmm. Why why that is, I don't know. I, I, I would love to set up Stanford Bridge as a fortress like it used to be in the old days um, and just be a really hard place to come play but right now it's not a hard place to come and play um yeah phantom agrees the cat agrees that Stanford she's got Bridge 40 is not,
1: minutes to eat she, she
0: yeah, she's a little early on our dinner schedule but and she's letting us know about it oh she's jumping yeah oh oh she's running <laughs> damn we tried to grab her you know fast cat um let's go over score predictions i'm yes. gonna oh man you go first it's hard it's hard i just I think Arsenal's a really good form. They just beat Pep Guardiola's team two weeks ago. Uh, they're gonna be coming off international break. Who's gonna be better coming off international break, us or them? It's hard to say. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little negative here. I'm gonna be negative, Nancy. Man, I'm gonna say we're gonna lose. And I'm gonna go with uh, 2-0. I don't think we score a goal against them. I think their defense is looking really good. Um, I think they'll dominate. So the, we
1: won't even tie. I think they'll what dominate
0: the ball. A lot. I'm gonna go with two nothing, man. But you you're know? you're welcome. You're welcome to go with whatever you want.
1: Um. I'm gonna go
0: with one-one. One-one. And and to be honest, considering where we're at in the table, you know, Arsenal's in second place. We're in eleventh place. Um, and we're really close to ninth to ninth place. A, a, a draw, a draw against one of the best teams in the league would not be, would not be that unsuccessful. I think we have to be happy with that. Knowing where we are as a status compared to them, we are still growing. Still trying to get. We're still trying to get to their level. Let's I just think say we're it. We're
1: getting. We're looking better every time we play. We're, at least you we're in the I mean?
0: at least we're in the best form that we've been all season. We can say that that we're going into this game with probably the most confidence in the best form yeah. that we've had. I just
1: I feel like we're getting better every every game in in terms of how they they play with each other. But so there's the fluctuation of play for certain players that that needs to be fixed. Yeah, do you get what I mean. Like like it just like they either do good and then they kind of plateau again.
0: Yeah, there's not it's not much consistency, and, and to win the Premier League, you have to be consistent exactly. all 38 weeks. You have to at least try. Um, Maybe
1: we can get um, David Beckham's dad to help coach.
0: David Beckham's dad? Yeah, he seemed like yeah he seemed he like he grilled. Ruthless. Seemed like he grilled David very hard when he yeah. was a uh, great documentary, guys. You he guys was. should check that out if you guys haven't seen it yet on Netflix, um, four part series on there. Pretty good to watch. Um, anything else from you, Maria? Before Mm-mm. we close it out? No. Sorry. All right, so that's gonna do it. We're gonna go feed the cat so she shuts up. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at ChatChelseaPod. Follow us on Instagram at ChatAndChelseaPod. Leave us a five-star review wherever you listen. And we'll see you next week for post-Arsenal, post-Chelsea. Stay blue, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.